After a not-so-brief hiatus, five years to be exact, That's Your Reality is back. And we're returning with one of Big Brother's biggest personalities, Polly Calafiore, who's also made quite a name for himself on MTV's The Challenge. Today, we'll be talking about Cody's gameplay, the backlash of fans on social media, and whether or not what we see on TV is really Polly, or if it's just for the cameras. Here's a hint. When it comes to Polly, what you see is what you get. I'm your host, Gina Scarpa, and let's get to it. Polly, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. You know, I want to just start off by saying, I know it's been said probably a million times, but I just want to express condolences for your grandfather to your entire family. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. The um, the overwhelming uh, support and love has uh, has been really amazing, um, you know. Sometimes when you need little messages from the world to show that there's still faith in it, um, it's unfortunate that it takes, you know, certain situations like this in order to bring people uh, to show their beautiful side. But uh, the messages and the uh, and everything has been very, truly beautiful. Um, So my family and I, we thank everybody for that. Absolutely. I've seen a lot of opinions on social media about it, a lot of support for you guys, of course, um, but also a lot of controversy about whether or not they should have aired Cody's reaction to it. Uh, What did you think? Um, Well, I mean, we think they did a beautiful job uh, with the tribute and uh, with everything. I mean, I I I was outvoted, uh, you know, with with my family in terms of even telling them the news Mm -hmm. Uh, I've done about. I've done five shows at this point mm-hmm. and um, knowing how it is in a uh, competitive setting, uh, especially a pressure cooker setting uh, like big brother uh, you know, I aired on the side of kind of holding off and uh, waiting until he was out. Um, you know, but uh, you know, my family thought that he deserved to uh, know the information and, and, you know, uh, they were very happy with, uh, with how they, how they sh- portrayed uh, my pop pop and, uh, and how my brother felt about him. And, uh, you know, the way that my brother and I are wired, I mean, a, s- a situation like that definitely locks us in more, mm-hmm. um, cause it gives us more motivation and more of, uh, something to play for. So, uh, even though I was against it, um, you know, I saw all the arguments for it and, uh, you know, I truly believe that it's, uh, you know, it's only motivated my brother more to be locked in, uh, on the game front. So I see the benefits. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. I mean, you're both known for being such great competitors. And of course, Cody was super sad when he first got the news, but it also feels like it lit a fire underneath him. And it, you know, it became so much more important to make it to final two and to win this season. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we uh, will. Uh, we'll be sad for a little bit and then we'll we'll get the job done and then we'll reflect and, and be able to have proper grief and mourning um, for sure. Yeah, while we're on the subject of your family, what was everyone's reaction to Cody getting initially called to participate in Big Brother All-Stars this season? Um, well, I mean, can't say can't say that we were, uh, you know, surprised if they were going to have an All-Star season. I mean, the kid's an All-Star. He's, he's, uh, his, his gameplay is definitely overlooked, um, you know, because of how well Derek and him orchestrated everything on Big Brother 16, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's proven again that he's, he's one of the best players to ever play the game. Um, so you can't have an all-star season without either one or both of the hitmen on it. Uh, you know, they go down in big brother history as top two and arguments for the number one alliance of all time. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, so, I mean, we were, uh, from, a we were very excited for him, but also, uh, you know, given, 
uh, everything that's going on. It's a very scary time to be on uh, reality TV and, and especially, uh, you know, Big Brother um, <clears throat> with the live feeds and everything. Like you don't know how certain uh, house guests are going to act towards one another. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we, he, if, if there's anybody that was going to go in and, and be very good at it, it would be him. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's very aware of everything that's going on. He's very mindful of uh, uh, the temperature of the room, so to speak. Um, so he's very good at uh, having conversations that need to be had, but also staying clear of conversations, uh, you know, that really have, have nothing to do with a game. Um, you know, and I'm sure he's more than happy to talk about whatever uh, topics need to be spoken about when he gets out. But once again, he's there for one mission and one mission only, and that's to win. And the way that we are brought up is we just see the finish line. Like, we don't care who you are. Uh, we don't care where you come from, what you do. If you're in there and you choose to compete against us, you are in our way um, in terms of winning. Uh, and I think he's done a really good job of uh, when certain people want to have certain conversations with him about things of stopping the conversation and being like, Hey, I would love to talk to you about this. Um, when we're done playing this game, because I'm here, I'm locked in. I only want to focus on playing the game. Oh yeah, for sure. And how do you feel he's playing this season, especially in comparison to BB 16? Um, you know, I, 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 I think he's, I think he's doing a damn good job. <laughs> I think he's, uh, I think, he, uh, and, and I would say if he was doing a shitty job, I, there were certain situations where I thought he was uh, going to be in trouble. Um, I think it speaks to his social game, uh, how he's been able to kind of avoid certain things, given how much his name is in certain people's mouths. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like a Big Brother is all like, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do. And then the rest kind of has to be kind of breaks on like other people's poor gameplay. And I think there's been a lot of poor gameplay <laughs> yes. that has allowed him to uh, go from, you know, winning that first HOH to then being able to form this massive alliance um, and also keep himself in good standing with everybody in the house. And then just when people started talking about him, all of a sudden, boom, poor gameplay move happens. And now people start talking about other people. And, you know, that's, that's part of the game. Uh, so, you know, the, I, I, I was sitting there, uh, you know, in the more recent, I guess, episodes being like, man, if, if, um, if Devon doesn't use this veto, Cody's going to be in trouble because Devon just formed an alliance with all the girls and she knows how good of a player Cody is. And, um, and, you know, she has all those girls who also have a connection with Cody and, and all those guys it's kind of a dangerous situation because he may have not seen a shot coming, um, you know, from there, but then by using that veto, it was just a very poor game move. Um, sure. It's what the fans want to see for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it makes great television, right. uh, you know, at, but you know, it, for, from Cody's game standpoint, I mean, that was probably the best thing that could have happened because yeah. All right. Uh, you know, Kevin doesn't go home. Uh, Devon couldn't have been a replacement nomination, but Ian's out of the house and Ian is one of the best players to ever play the game and he's emotionless. So he only sees things in the sense of um, from a strategy standpoint, which is what makes him a brilliant player. Mm -hmm. Uh, But by her doing that, whereas she was kind of falling under the radar, she went right back on the radar of everybody. And, uh, you know, Danny having to put up that many noms all of a sudden, once again, whereas Cody was rising to the top of people's uh, awareness, once again, was able to sink uh, back underneath. And, uh, you know, 
Uh, I don't know if you read the spoilers of who won the current HOH, but that's even another lucky break for him. I know he was gunning for it, but um, it's better that he, that somebody else in his alliance uh, won that because now he leaves himself open to play on the double eviction night, which is a huge night. Yes. You know, when you look at you and Cody as players and you are now a reality veteran in your own right, what do you think are the biggest differences between the two of you? Uh, <laughs> Cody's 10 times nicer than me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cody, Cody's way nicer than me. I mean, you know, he, he, he's, it's why he's great at the game of big brother. I mean, from a, from a strategy standpoint and a political standpoint and a competition standpoint, those are my strengths. Mm-hmm. um in competition but um you know social socially uh you know i mean if you piss me off i'm gonna tell you and i'm not gonna really beat around the bush about how i deliver it i don't really focus on the delivery i focus on uh you know because when i play a game it's not really about the delivery for me i'm not trying to be nice i'm trying to say things that are going to emotionally unravel people mm-hmm. um so that they get thrown off of their game because if they're so fixated on what i said uh, in order to emotionally unravel them, they're not really focusing on winning. They're focusing on me. Uh, whereas I'm focusing on the winning aspect of things. So that's, I mean, that's the main difference between, uh, Cody and I is Cody knows how to speak to people in a way that his delivery, uh, still has him, uh, likable. (laughs) Um, my delivery is, uh, is either, either you handle it or you don't. I come from like, we both come from athletics, but like, I'm, you know, I, I get, the, I get, we both get the job done in our own right. But, you know, for me as a captain, it was either you, you know, you got the job done or you didn't. And you liked how I delivered the information of telling you, you weren't getting the job done or you didn't. But, you know, if you listened, you were usually starting and we were winning. And if you didn't listen, you were usually on the bench. So, and I didn't really care about being nice about it. Cause I like to win at all costs. Yeah, which brings me to my next question, which is how much of what we see on Big Brother and the challenge is game poly versus poly in real life? It sounds like there's, you know, an overlap. Really, there's no overlap. When it's when it's competition, there's one side of me. And when there's no competition, there's another side of me. And you only see 3% of what's filmed. So you're not going to see the downtime of, you know, me joking around with everybody and, mm-hmm. you know, me forming friendships and having, you know, great relationships and, and, and stuff with people. You're only going to see the, the, the savage side because when it's game mode, as soon as I step off the plane, I'm locked in. Um, you know, if you want to know who I am and you want to know what my real life is like, then, you know, pay attention to what I do in real life. Uh, get to know me in real life. But Um, I feel as though certain things, you know, are out there and I keep everybody at a distance because to be honest, like nobody really deserves to like know about my life other than me and the people closest to me. Um, that's how I keep myself protected. That's how I keep my loved ones protected. And, uh, you know, I could care less what people think of me of what I do on a show when there's money on the line, uh, because nobody knows what they would do in a situation where money's on the line. I mean, I saw people crying because they were locked down. Uh, you know, in April and May, not allowed to leave their houses. All right, cool. Add a bunch of people to your house that you're not allowed to leave and add a prize at the end of it. See how you react. <laughs> See how you play uh, straight up. And, and you know, I have no qualms about being as savage as I possibly can be when I'm playing a competitive game. I, if, if my competition is singing my praises, um, you know, for, uh, in terms of being like, he's nice and all this stuff, then I'm not doing my job because I don't want my competition to like me. I want them to respect me in terms of how I play the game and how I compete. But 
you really shouldn't like me. Like when you look at the last dance, right? People didn't like Michael Jordan. Doesn't take away from the fact that he knew how to win and he knew how to get the best out of people. And that's, uh, that's, just how, that's just how I am as a competitor. That's how I always was as an athlete, as a real life human. I, you know, I have compassion. I have emotions. I'm empathetic, um, sympathetic, uh, you know, but I'm also uh, not, a, not a no excuse type of person. I don't, I, I will never be a victim. And um, I don't, I don't mesh well with people who victimize themselves. I like alpha humans. I like alpha women. I like alpha males. Um, I like people who get the job done. So is it safe to say then that the fan backlash on social media doesn't bother you? And do you ever feel like they take it too far? Um, I mean, the fans 100% take it too far on social media. <laughs> um, you know, but that, that never affects me. I mean, I was an athlete, you know, you have to learn how to block that out and still get the job done. And the way you get people back is by succeeding. Right. So it's like the fans at games, maybe shouting that stuff to me, but I'm going to take it out on their team that they're rooting for. So next time I have a 50, 50 ball against one of their players, I'm going to make sure I clean them straight out of the, out of the, out of the field. Mm -hmm. And when I'm picking them up, I'm going to be like, Hey, sorry, but the more your fans keep saying shit to me, I'm just going to fucking try and hurt you every single time we, we go for a ball, you know, I'm there to mentally break my competitors. Um, you know, and the fans, you know, the, the thing is like, I understand why they shout, uh, you know, most people that watch, uh, these shows and who watch sports, I mean, they're not successful people. You know, like they're not, they're, they don't, they've never worked hard for anything in their life. So, and people who usually have no voice in real life, uh, they voice themselves very loudly uh, on the internet because mm -hmm. you can hide behind a, uh, you know, a picture that's not you. You can say whatever you want freely. I mean, you know, that when you give, when you give that kind of liberty away, I mean, people are going to have their opinions. They, they don't know anything, you know, I mean, case in point, once again, a lot of the fans on social media, which you know, nobody should ever get offended by the active social media people. Cause when you compare how many people are active on social media compared to how many people actually view the show, I mean, you know, big brothers pulling in over 4 million viewers, even if I wanted to be nice and say that there's a hundred thousand active Twitter users constantly talking about big brother, mm -hmm. that is a very, very small percentage, um, you know, of this, but you know, you, why are people going to accept that fact? Because then they have to look in the mirror and accept the fact that they are worthless to the entire entirety of the viewership. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you may be active on social media, but that's because you have the time to be active on social media. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you have really made a name for yourself on the challenge now, and you've competed against some pretty big veterans, whether that's CT, Brad, Bananas. I mean, is that intimidating or do you like going up against the best of the best? Man, I want to go against the best of the best. I think I've, I think I've proven that with, uh, you know, any season I've been on, none of mm -hmm. them made it further than I have. Mm -hmm. The only thing they have to go on is their old legend. The only <laughs> thing they have to go on is the fact that they used to be good. Um, yes. You know, and I'll never, uh, you know, the second that I have to cry and complain and make sure people stop showing up on shows so that I can make it further and win is the day that I'll retire. So I have zero respect for these OG vets uh, because a, they're weak. Uh, B, um, you know, they do everything they can to make sure certain people that can beat them stay off of uh, the shows. So why would I have respect for them? I can give them respect on what they have accomplished. Mm -hmm. But when we walk onto the same playing field, I mean, these, these, these cornerbacks don't give a f that they're playing against Tom Brady. They're still going to try and pick him off. That Saints cornerback wasn't going to be like, oh, well, you know, Tom Brady's old. He is a legend. 
Let's have him beat us. It's like, no, he picked him off and he ran for a touchdown and celebrated because right. that's how athletes are. Mm -hmm. And that's how I am. Mm -hmm. So I can have respect for what these guys did and accomplished, but in order to have my respect, A, you have to show me respect and B, you have to earn my respect when we're on the field. A hundred percent. Uh, what is life like now for reality contestants, you know, who can't compete because of COVID? Because, I mean, outside of Big Brother, there's really not that much going on. So how does this affect you and your circle of reality contestants? Uh, well, I mean, I'm extremely successful outside of the show. Right. And I make a f ton of money. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think that a lot of reality TV people fall into trouble because they think they're famous. Uh, for me, I don't think I'm famous. I just go there to compete. I'm not even there for the money. I'm not even there for the winnings. Yeah, that's a nice added little bonus, but I'm there to win uh, as much as possible. I, I'm focused on winning and I apply that to life. I focus on being the best at everything that I do. And, um, you know, so coronavirus hit and I only became more successful because you're either going to make an excuse as to why you're not successful or you're just going to keep grinding. So, uh, you know, any reality TV person that relied on those appearances and relied on uh, social media deals, uh, well, I mean, maybe this is an eye opener uh, mm -hmm. or maybe it's not. But either way, it doesn't affect me. I mean, hey, if you don't want to work, that's fine. I'm happy to be more successful than you. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely have things going on outside of reality TV. And uh, which brings me to my next point. Can you talk to the listeners a little bit about Awake the Lion and how people can stay in shape with you? Yeah, I mean, you can check out uh, AwakeTheLion.com. It's more than just a uh, fitness and nutrition journey. It's a overall uh, mindset reset. So I'm trying to pull out the inner lion or lioness within you in order to teach you how to take whatever life throws at you and overcome any obstacle in order to be as successful as you can be, whether it's in your fitness and nutrition, nutrition journey, or whether it's in your regular everyday life, you know, I'm trying to create a bunch of like-minded individuals who make no excuses, uh, for, their shortcomings, uh, they only figure out how to turn those shortcomings into successes. So that is one of the things that I do, um, you know, and then everything else is just uh, chess moves. And what's the best way for fans to keep up with you and see what you have going on? Yeah, I mean, just uh, follow me across the board. I'm at Paul Calafuri underscore. Uh, that's where I promote everything. And you know, if you want to see what I'm up to, I've got a lot of amazing things that I'll be announcing for the remainder of this year. And 2021 is going to be a roller coaster for everybody. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you being my first guest coming back with That's Your Reality. And uh, yeah, you gave us a lot to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me. And that concludes today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm so happy to be bringing That's Your Reality back. And I'd like to thank Polly Calafiore for being our first guest today. If you guys want to keep up to date with me, you can follow me on Twitter at Gina Scarpa or check out my website, voiceoversbygina.com. Until next time, be safe, be well, and be happy.